It's slap. You niggas audacious. Hmm. Yo. I roll out with no cash on me. Calm now with no mash on me. Stay away from these ashy utes where they come around and get ash on me. That's 5,000 capacity. 5,000 capacity. Then spread that over the UK and then add it up and get back to me. You pussyos are not bad for me. Madman, they go mad for me. Who the fuck wouldn't gas you up like you're good enough to be clashing me? Oh, please stop harassing me. Charge me up and put gas in me. Them little fish wanna try a ting. Oh, man, the audacity. I got girl in my inbox. Yes, Stormzy. What? Boom. So ahead of my time, mainstream boy starts letting off lie. We can never ever ever level in price. Take that fee and then treble it twice. Oh, you know it, people. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Echoes from the Goddamn Void. Ah. Uh. Yo. Hey. You know what? Last week I said this whole coronavirus thing is just idiot, selfish people spreading it. And I stand by that, right? So. <laughs> I see this thing about um, this couple in Tenerife and like someone in the resort, they, they de- I think it's a doctor, develops the virus, right? So they tell everyone to stay in their rooms, right? This couple have a one-year-old kid. And so they're like, listen, stay in your room. If your kid needs anything, we will bring it to you. Right? So you've got the, the woman, she's just like, yo, I, I don't want to leave the room. I'm staying here with the kid. But my partner, he, yeah, he's left the room and gone around the whole resort and everything like that. Which is just like, wait, what? Wait, what? What? And and she's going, oh, this is just terrible. I'm so scared. I, I don't know what to do because I don't want to contract it and get my baby sick. She's saying that, but is fine with her fucking idiot partner leaving the room. Leaving the room, walking around the resort, talking to people, hanging out and coming back she's just like oh they took our temperature and everything seems fine i'm like yeah that would be all well and good if you were staying in the room but numb nuts is leaving and coming back so you could have been fine but now he could have brought the infection back like what is happening and this is it this is why this shit is spreading because people are told something and they're not following it it's oh man it's crazy but all i can say right this is some darwin shit it, it, it's survival of the fittest so hey <laughs> we talk about climate change 
we need this culling, right? There's too many people in the world anyway, so let's get rid of all the idiots, right? All the idiots can contract it because they don't follow instructions, right? So yeah, let them catch it, let them go. You know what I mean? Ugh, so fucking crazy. But that's not the craziest shit. Trust me, there's some worrying shit happening right now. Some real worrying shit. So uh, let's get to that. Okay, so um, in a sexual harassment case that I I kind of feel I heard about a long time ago, but um, it, it seems to have kind of come up again. Um. Placido, I think that's how you pronounce it, Placidio Domingo, um, you know, I think he was one of the, one of the free tenors with, um, Pavarotti and, you know what I mean, all of that, so he was, um, yeah, he was a general manager of the Los Angeles Opera House, right, um, and he's, he's recently resigned, because of um, claims of sexual harassment. Uh, so I think like 20 women have accused him of harassment and inappropriate behavior. Um, he's denied the claims, okay? He's denied the claims, but he, he put out a statement. He put out a statement that I kind of feel is is an odd thing to say, right? It, it, yeah, it just seems like an odd response for someone that hasn't done something. Um, so he's um he said that uh, you know, he, like, taken time over the last several months to reflect on the allegations that various colleagues have um, made against him. He said, like, I understand now that some women may have feared expressing themselves honestly because of a concern that their careers would be adversely affected if they did so. While this was never my intention, no one should ever be made to feel that way. Um, and, uh, he also said, I want, I want them to know that I'm truly sorry for the hurt that I caused them. But, like, if you haven't done anything, like, why make that apology? You know? Like, I, this is the weird thing I always find. Because, look, if someone's accusing me of doing something, I'm going to be like, No. I didn't do that. I have no fucking clue what they're talking about. And I, I also feel that harassment and inappropriate behavior, like, that could mean many different things, right? Like, that that could be anything. So, uh, yeah, you kind of feel when something like this comes out, there needs to be a bit more clarity in um, what people are being accused of Because, you know, giving someone a hug Like, giving someone a hug Could be classified as either, right? 
And we've seen that in the past. So it's just like, yeah, what are you being accused of? And what didn't you do? Like, uh, yeah, it's just, it just seems like this this weird situation, you know, that he's ab- apologising for, um, you know, they're, they're saying that things kind of f- flirtation, like sexual advances in and outside the workplace, but, like, uh, what, I don't know what that is. Right, if because if you're drunk at a party, both people are drunk and both people do certain things, like you can't it's hard to really then bring that back to the workplace if if both were right and that's happened. So it's this weird yeah, it's this weird thing that like I don't know, it's odd. It's really fucking odd. I just think these things need more clarity. I think they need more clarity. And if you didn't do anything, don't apologise. Because it just makes you look suspect from the giddy up, right? Because, you know, reading all of this, I kind of think, all right, you did something. (laughs) Like, what the fuck did you do? Now, it might have been, I don't know. Like commenting on people's dresses and clothes, or like it could have ranged from that to slapping arty. Like, but you kind of feel he's done something because, yeah, if you haven't done anything, you're not apologizing. I'd just come out and say, Listen, these people have made these accusations, I think they're rubbish. You know, I question why they didn't, you know, because some of this is comes back to the 80s. So I'd be like, look, why didn't they say something in the beginning? And even if supposedly, because people were saying, oh, they were scared too, they were worried, right? When all of the cases came against Weinstein, why didn't people come forward then? You know, why have they waited all this time before? That's what I would have said. Because I'm just like, yeah, obviously they didn't come forward then because they're lying and they're trying to cash in. I did nothing wrong. I'm not resigning. I'm staying in role because the truth will come out. Like, I'd expect that from someone that didn't do anything. So, um, yeah, it's weird. It's really weird. Um, I, You know, in, like, he's 79. So... I, I, I kind of think to myself, like, with the way the courts go and everything like that, it, like, is anything really going to happen here? You know? Is it really going to happen? And it can't be that crazy because the, the, the Royal Opera House in London is still having him perform, like, in the summer. So, you know, he's going to be around in London from the end of June to mid-July. So, you know, I I kind of feel if they feel it was that bad, they wouldn't have him. Because they'd feel, oh, no one's going to come to the show. We're going to lose money. It's going to be crazy. So, yeah, it makes you wonder what's happening, what's going down. But, um... 
yeah, more clarity, more clarity and understanding. I definitely feel needed. And also, when you're reporting on this stuff, like, yeah, I just wouldn't unless I had, like, all the details. You know what I mean? Just, like, what what's harassment? You know, what's inappropriate behaviour? What are we talking about? Yeah, I'd, I'd want everything. Otherwise, because otherwise it's just not a story. You know, it, it's just... Words, it, you know, it, it's just accusations, and it means nothing. You know, you need some substance to back this shit up. But um, you know, I've said it before: journalism isn't what it used to be. Ugh. Okay, so we know um, Devontae Wilder lost his um. Heavyweight title to Tyson Fury at the weekend. Uh, now, he's now come out and said that this was due to his walkout costume. Um, there's like he came out in this crazy ass armor, right? It was this big armor, then this big kind of helmet that had like LED lights. And then there's a big crown on top of that. So, like, he's saying that the the whole thing weighed, like, 20 pounds. Um, or, or kilograms. Yeah, you know, it was heavy. It was heavy, right? So he's saying it was heavy. Um, and, uh, yeah, the time he got to the ring, he, he just didn't have the legs to fight. Which... Mm, it's kind of rubbish, but I will say, and I've also heard this now, listening to some podcasts and stuff after um, the fight, other people noticed it as well, he looked, like the time he they took all of that off, he was looking weird, right, so, you know, I, it's kind of rubbish, but I, I can imagine it didn't help. But, right, what I find crazy is that um, uh, on some show, I, I, I'm not quite sure which, it was a, a ra- BBC Radio 5 show, they had um, Tyson Fury's outfit designer on. And when you look at Tyson Fury's outfit, he just wore a robe. Right, and a, and a little crown But she's just saying Oh yeah, I love designing stuff for Tyson Oh, it's so great Tyson's so classic in what he wants Oh, it's just terrific Oh, it's just all these really good designs that I do for Tyson And then she's just going Oh, well, no, Wilder His costume couldn't have done anything And everything like that And I'm just like, wait why are you talking to Fury's costume designer about it? She didn't design it. So, she is not the expert on this. Just because she designs stuff for Fury. She's designed his short. She designed the robe. That's a lot different than the elaborate get-up that Wilder wore. 
Now, she's saying, like, oh, she designed something heavy for Dylan White. Well, firstly, why are you designing something heavy? You're an idiot. Secondly, Dylan White is a different style of boxer to Wilder. And he's bigger. A lot bigger. So, it is just... It was just the weirdest thing. I'm just like, look, her expertise doesn't factor in on this. She designed stuff fine, but she didn't design that outfit. So, like these two, and they're having this really weird conversation that's like, oh, like the, the stuff they wear coming to the ring, it's really camp, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's kind of gay. And I'm just like, wait, what is this conversation? Like, what is happening here? I just, and just because it's two women talking doesn't mean it's right. It's just, yeah, it was bizarre. I just thought it was weird. Like, you don't know. Like, none of us actually know. You can think, ah, like, oh, it's a bit of sour grapes. He's a being a sore loser, whatever, whatever. You can say that, fine. But we, no one actually knows Because we didn't wear it So, yeah it, It's hard to call him a liar When you don't know And the fact that it, and, and as I said, look Other people have noticed it as well He looked weird When they took it all off And then he was weird during the fight So, hey I don't know if it's the everything, do you know what I mean? I think there was other things that factored into that odd performance we saw from Wilder, but I imagine it didn't help, right? It didn't help. So, yeah, like, just the weirdest thing, man. I, I think this BBC radio needs to to fix up a little you know, don't get just random people chatting their random bullshit and trying to claim that that's, uh, you know, hard evidence because it kind of isn't, right? It's kind of foo-foo rubbish, but hey, whatever, man. Let them do them, right? <laughs> Foolish people. Yo, so there is this video um, Yo, I, I came across it on Twitter, right? And it's the body cam footage From a uh, Orlando police officer Arresting a six-year-old girl Like, so supposedly she had a tantrum at school, right? And it said that she punched and kicked free school employees. Which, obviously, that's not good, right? But it's a little... When you see this a little-ass six-year-old, she's not hurting anyone, right? And you think the normal response to that is you call the parents or a family member and they, you know what I mean, you suspend the kid, she goes home. 
But for some reason, the police came. So this body cam footage is this girl sitting in, I, I, I don't know whose it is, maybe the headmistress's office or something like that. And they, then they come and arrest her. And she sees these like hand ties and she's like, why, who, what are those for? And they're like, oh, they're for you. And then he told the girl to put her hands behind her back, tie the hands up, and then take her to the freaking police car. And she's crying. This woman who's in the office doesn't really seem bothered about the whole thing. And then they take her out. And they've got a few people there watching. She's crying her eyes out. It just is insane. Like, it's the craziest thing in the world. Um, so, yeah, he's come back, and then he's just talking about, oh, yeah, no, it's necessary. She was older. I'd have used handcuffs, and, you know, oh, the, the youngest I've arrested is seven. Like, and he, he thinks she's eight. And when he, she's told, he's told she's six, he's like, oh, she broke the record. She broke my record. And, oh, like, one woman seems really upset that this has happened. But that's it. It's the craziest thing, right? Because you, you, everyone talks about, um, what, uh, nature and nurture, right? So you think about it, and this is a known thing. Like, experiences can impact you. And especially at fucking six. So imagine the effects this experience could have on this kid. Right? This could be the spiral that sends her life into a load of bullshit. And just being in the jail for however long she is. Like, he's saying that they take these kids, they put them there, um, and they're usually held for probably about six hours and then released to the parents. But six hours with a load of, like, maybe people that have done worse, right, in this crazy environment... What do you think that is doing? Like, we know that just adults going to jail on petty crimes who then are in the same vicinity as people that have done murders and other, like, more horrendous things come out worse than they went in, right? Because they've now been with hardened criminals They've learned from hardened criminals. They come out of jail now not being able to get work a lot of the time. So they do the things that they heard about from these other dudes in jail. These other chicks in jail. It, 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 it's not a good look. It creates this frigging cycle of just... Depression and crazy shit And you're doing that with a six year old It's baffling It is baffling Now The Orlando police Sacked this dude 
Like, yeah, so they, they sacked the officer. Like, there are two officers, so it's wondering, like, what happened to the other one? Because they just mentioned that they, you know, the the Dennis Turner guy, he got, he got sacked. But they don't mention what happened with the other officer. Because he put the cuffs on the girl, the other officer, and took, they both walked her to the car, but it's just like... You know, why Like, why didn't the other officer be like, I'm not cuffing the kid. All right, well, take it to God. I'm not cuffing the kid, man. What, Like, what the fuck? You know, or doing something, but come on. Come on. You can't hold, like, because you know what's right and wrong, right? You know what's right and wrong. So you even, you say, listen... Hey, if you want to do this, you do it. I'm not being involved. Because this is bullshit. Like, take yourself out of the situation. Or, you know, call the office and be like, yo, we can't arrest a six-year-old, can we? Like, what the fuck is this? So, yeah, they arrested, they, they sacked the guy. Um, and they've said they've introduced new regulations that will mean this kind of shit. Doesn't happen again <sighs> Now the um, the parents Have uh, Taken the girl out of the school She's now going to another school But yeah They're suing the police department Which Yeah I'm not surprised I am not surprised So this girl goes to see a counsellor now <laughs> Every week And it's just like Ugh like, just what are the effects of this shit? This is crazy. So fucking crazy that this happened. And, like, it, you know, I think it was just let to happen. That's one of the, 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 the biggest things for me with this is just like, yeah, only one woman was like shook. About the whole situation, it seemed. You know, like the, the, like the one woman who was in the room with her was just like, "Oh yeah, it's a bit upsetting, but you know, eh, I'm all right." It's just like what? How? Like yeah, it just baffles me how they let a six-year-old get taken. That just seems insane. I don't understand it. I really don't, it's just weird, and we will not know the full repercussions of this, you know, for a good few more years, right, so when this girl gets older, like, how the fuck is she gonna be, uh, it's just, whew. Man, and, and see, this is the thing, people talk about violence and trouble and shit like that, it's shit like this that breeds it. You know what I mean? Just crazy ass. Crazy ass shit. Damn. So, this seems really weird. And it, it seems something that, like, I thought it was illegal in the first place, but UCL, University College London, has just um, created a new policy that um, 
bans intimate relationships between staff and their students. Now, I thought that was something that was kind of, you couldn't do anyway. But, uh, yeah, no, obviously, no, it's not. Because they're supposedly they're the only deferred university in England that has this policy. Which is just mind-blowing. It is baffling. But, see, this is the thing, right? So, you think, oh, right. It's this big ban It's not really When you then look at the the wording of the policy It's still suspect Right, so it prohibits close personal and intimate relationships Between staff and students Where there is direct supervision So, um if like if you're doing English, you can't, you know, have an affair, have a relationship with your English lecturer, but you could get it on with the arts lecturer. That's still fine, which is just like, wait, what? But and all that needs to happen is right. So um. An intimate relationship between a staff member and a student who they do not directly supervise must be declared. That's it. It's just like, wait, shouldn't they just all be banned? Shouldn't they just all be banned? Because any of them are suspect. Like, you know, just because you're not sleeping with your direct Supervisor Doesn't mean that the guy Or woman that you are Might not go to that That lecture and go Oh well um Blah blah tells me that you gave them this mark Isn't there a way of you uh, It's just weird It's just Like if we Are um You know People are losing their jobs Right People in TV, film, comedy, or like all of that, you're potentially losing jobs because of shit like this. Like in other big firms, you can't do this. So why can you do it at university? If you're saying that having a relationship with your boss is inappropriate, isn't this inappropriate? There's, like, think, the age that most people probably go to university, right? So, what would that be? Six, like, possibly 16, 18? Hey, it's impressionable. You think of kids that age, they're kind of dumb. They're kind of dumb. Like, think about the shit you thought about then. And the stuff that you were like, this is who I am. This is what I stand for. You think about that. Now, you're just like, what the fuck was I thinking? Yo, you think you know everything. And so, entering a relationship with a lecturer. Mmm. 
weird. Like, it's weird. I don't know what else to say about it, right? So it's just baffling that all these universities are allowing it. And then, because this was the thing that I always found, whenever, like, and this is true, I like, this happened so many times, like, shit happened and you needed an extension to a, a you know, a, a project, a dead, a, you know, a report you were writing or something like that, you'd go and you'd be like, look, because of this and this and this, can I get, a, you know, just a few days to um, just finish it off and get it in, um, a lot of times you were told no, right, but a, the girls clocked on, what they would do, they'd go, they'd undo like the top bot buttons of their blouses or pull down their top slightly, that would always get them the extension, I remember one time seeing a, like a lecturer talk to this girl, but never make eye contact all the time they are looking down this chick's top. It was insane. It was crazy. Now, I just, I'd just been run over and I went to get an extension because I couldn't use my friggin' arm and I was told no <laughs> after just seeing this shit. So, like, <laughs> all of these weird things happening at universities Like, surely I I kind of think, look If you're letting the students get it on with the staff Like, the, the question would be Are some of these grades legit? You know what I mean? Are some of these grades legit? Like, you know, that US actress, her and all her buddies just got in all that trouble for paying for, um, you know, admissions and grades and all of that. Well, you're kind of paying for grades and stuff by, you know, fucking your lecturer. It's weird. It is so weird that this shit is allowed to happen. Now, look. You're thinking it could happen, right? But it's just on the low. No one's talking about it. And it's just like, yo, don't tell anyone. You know, I'll meet you around the corner. Yo, don't talk to me during, you know, time on campus and all of that. But no. This is like, everyone could know. And it's fine. Yo. It's fucked up. That is fucked up. I would be pissed if I knew that some fucking arsehole in my class was getting it on with the fucking lecturer and they're a piece of, they're just not a great, you know, they're just not great, but they're getting top mark. I'd be pissed. Damn. Man. Yeah. It's, 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 I'm, I'm just... Shocked by all of this shit It's just the weirdest thing Just never would have thought it <sighs> But yeah I'm just glad I ain't at university Just putting up with the The workplace bullshit instead <laughs> Oh gosh Alright Now let's get on to some other shit Right 
Um, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Okay, people, this week's chin check has, oh man, a lot. We look at um, the recent fights from Auckland, which saw Paul Felder fight Dan Hooker in the main event. Then, after that, we go on to the Devontae Wilder Tyson Fury rematch. And we end with some grappling at Chael Sonnen's Submission Underground 11. So, a lot to talk about, people. So, once you've listened to this, make sure you go check that out. If, you know, you like martial arts and shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Otherwise, it's probably not your cup of tea, right? But, uh, yeah, people. Go take a listen. Ah, oh, it's a lot of fun. Alright? Good stuff. Okay, so this week I um yeah, I went to check out the Righteous Gemstones, um, which is the new show created by Danny McBride. So it's starring Danny McBride, Adam Devine, Edie Patterson, Tony Cavallero, Cassidy Freeman. Skylar Gizondo, Tim Boltz, Walter Goggins, Anna John Goodman. Uh, it is nine episodes. Um, yeah, it's from HBO, right? So I'd heard this was a um a funny show. So yeah, you know, was looking for something interesting. While waiting for season two of Altered Carbon So I figured, alright, this will fill that gap Now, the idea of the show is this The Righteous Gemstone centres on a family of televangelists and mega church pastors Led by widowed patriarch Eli Gemstone Eli and his bickering children, Jesse... Judy and Kelvin live opulent lifestyles funded by their congressions tithing and work to expand their network of mega churches, making enemies of the pastors of existing churches, such as Reverend John Wesley Sessions. This expansion leads them to reconnect with Eli's estranged brother-in-law, Baby Billy Freeman uh, Who they tapped to lead their newest church And um, Yeah, there is this uh, Plot To blackmail um, Jesse Because a video comes out of him Having a party at the house With prostitutes And drugs you know, uh, like a sex fueled eyes wide shut party. And so, yeah, the story kind of follows that. So, yeah, you know, it sounded like it could be interesting. It could be fun. Uh, yeah, so I thought I'd give it a go. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, man. This was not good. Oh. Like, the first episode was an extended one. 
So I think it was like an hour and a half. Um, and yeah, then episodes after that were like 40, like 20 minutes or 40, something. Something. But um, yeah, it was just boring. I just, I couldn't, fi- to be honest, like, I couldn't finish, I got a, a good few episodes in, and I just had to tap out, it, oh, it was just dull, it was dull, and it, it kind of was using just common denominator humour, just like low-hanging fruit, just rubbish, and I'm not, like, even saying just the jokes were bad, but it was just, like, so there's this, the scene when the video, you know, gets sent to Jesse, and, you know, he sees it, and he's just like, oh, and he calls, like, the people that are in the party in, and he's like, look, this was just sent to me, and they're playing the video, and they freeze it on a guy coming towards the camera with a, a just a micro penis. And so there's this freeze frame of a micro penis, like staring you in the face, and that's just boring. It's just like you know because we we had it what like in the first Hangover film, and the dude and he's got the small dick and everything like that, and it's just like it's just not funny, it's, like, it's just boring, because, look, you only show that, because you want people to be like, oh, it's so funny, look at his tiny little dick, that's dull, that's some dull shit, like, we, I kind of feel we kind of progressed from that, you know, at least try for just some shitty jokes, shitty jokes is better than that, that's just, ugh, you know, um, but yeah, that's what this is, it's just, it's it's just rubbish like that, like, the story just felt flat, you know, there, there wasn't enough to kind of make me go, oh, I need to finish this, I need to find out, like, there was this one little bit that happened, that you're just like, oh, that could be interesting, when you kind of realise that the people who are kind of trying to blackmail were, um, you know, it was, he's, Jesse's estranged son, Gideon, who'd run off to Hollywood, supposedly, and you're thinking, oh, that could be interesting, but no, it wasn't, it just really wasn't, and the weird thing is, so, we have these weird interactions, so there's this guy who's, like, convincing Gideon to, you know, go and get money out of his parents, and you're just like, all right, why? But they're having a row. This guy got run over. So he he's beat up. He can't do shit, right? And they have a little scuffle. And we know his leg is fucked. And so, but you then have a bit where he's got Gideon round the neck. And Gideon's like cowering against the wall. And it's just like, kick his leg. 
What the fuck are you doing? Like, earlier in the fight, you kicked his leg and he went down. So he's up close. You just kick his leg and you're out. Like, what the fuck are you doing? It, it was just some weird shit that made no... Like, there was nothing in that scene that made you think, Oh, this is some crazy shit. Because... The danger isn't there. Like, we've already seen Gideon kick this guy's ass. And the guy, like, so there's, he has nothing on him. So it's just like, how are we meant to believe now that he's bullying him to go get this money? When he can just kick the leg and walk out. That's it. It's just like, what are you doing? What are you showing us here? But it was just so many things like this, like um, the sister, uh, is it Judy, stole loads of money. But she's just like, she hates her brother. Well, that's what they make it look at, right? So that she hates him, but then offers to bail him out. When it's just like, wait, but your plan was to leave. So why would you, you know, it like made no sense. Then, instead of, like, you know, because they get the money back. They don't hand the money over. Instead of then just going, all right, I'm out. She splits the money with them. And you're just like, wait, this makes no sense. Also, it's a fucking camera in the car park. Which, it's a big, it's a big car park for, a, like, a supermarket, right? So... Yeah, of course there's a fucking camera. And you've, you have them do this shit, and it's just like, wait. Why wouldn't anyone think there's a camera? That's just common sense. Like, you know, it's just frustrating. It's just so, it was so frustrating. So just, it's just bad. It would just, it just felt lazy. Just felt so lazy. But then I remembered McBride made um Your Highness. And I hated Your Highness. Uh, but this was the exact same humor from that. Which is just like, uh obviously. Obviously, man. Yes, I'm I'm just I'm, yeah, I'm never gonna get down with this. So, yeah, I had to tap out. But, you know, look, a lot of people like Danny McBride. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm the odd one out. I will say, if you're a fan of your highness, yeah, you're going to love this shit. This was made for you. So, um, yeah, that's all I can say about this, man. Damn. So, um, yeah, just hoping season two of Alton Carbon is uh, decent. <laughs> we will see, right? Cool. Okay, people. Um, you know what I mean? I, look, I, I, I said before that I, I wasn't quite sure if I was going to pick up um, this book. But I thought about it and I was like, yo, I might as well, okay? So what I'm talking about is Limited Wish. 
Now, this is book two in the Impossible Times trilogy uh, from Mark Lawrence. Uh, again, it's narrated by Matthew Fro. Um, and the gist of the book is this. It's the summer of 1986 and reluctant prodigy Nick Hayes is a student at Cambridge University working with world-renowned mathematician Professor Halligan. He just wants to be a regular student but regular isn't really an option for a boy genius cancer survivor who's already dabbled in time travel. When he crosses path with a mysterious yet curiously familiar girl, Nick discovers that creases have appeared in the fabric of time and that he is at the centre of the disruption. Only Nick can resolve this time paradox before the damage becomes catastrophic for both him and the future of the world. Time is running out, literally. Wrapped up with him in this potentially apocalyptic scenario are his ex-girlfriend Mia and fellow student Helen facing the world Ending chaos of a split in time. Nick must act fast and make the choice of a lifetime or lifetimes. Game on. So, um, I think, yeah, like, the things with the first book, like, it, it was okay. It, it was, it was okay, but. I felt that it didn't really suck you in, you know, didn't really suck you in, well, it, I mean, it didn't suck me in, it didn't entice me, it didn't make me believe in this world, in this reality, in everything that's going on, but I'm a huge fan of Mark Lawrence, I've really enjoyed all his work to this point. Like and and I I said that in you know the the other review. Um yeah, loved you know the Book of Thorns, I think it was. Um like the you know, the last the Grey Sister shit and all of that. Like all of that. Just fantastic world building, fantastic characters. And they were shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they weren't nice people, but you kind of you could feel for them. You could kind of emphasize. You could see how they saw the world, even if you didn't agree with it, right? So, because of that, I was like, "Yo, let me do the second book." You know what I mean? Like, I've got faith in my man. So, yeah, I, I, I grabbed the second book. But I think with the first book, like, the way it ended, there, I think you could kind of think to yourself, like, it doesn't really feel like it needs a sequel. 
So that was my other takeaway from, you know, one word kill. I, I didn't really feel it needed a sequel. I'm just like, okay, so what the fuck are they going to do next? Like, you know, I'm, I'd am i be content with this being it. But, um, so yeah, this one's, so we get this book, you know, we get Limited Wish and, like, it started, and, like, it starts with, you know, this craziness happening, but it was just a bit like, ugh, I don't care, like, it wasn't compelling, you know, I just didn't care about the predicament Nick was in at the start, so, you know, we got that, and, just, you could kind of guess how it was going to turn out, you know, and, and I felt just from that, I, I kind of got a feeling of how this was going to be, and, uh, unfortunately, yeah, that, I mean, that's how it was for me, I did, I just, I just felt very, uh, just, Bored, like everything was just came off as a kind of predictable. Um, like now, as as mentioned in in the kind of you know the uh, the blurb, he's he's at Cambridge, okay, and he's a prodigy. Now, I think in the first book, I like I I believe it mentions that he's really good at maths, but. That wasn't a really huge part of the book You know So now It kind of starts off And that's a big thing And so it's like He's this prodigy And obviously yeah He knows everything And And I just That's just a bit boring for me You know what I mean To be honest just because, like, you know, we, we get these books, you know, oftentimes, and these films and TV shows, and you've got this character, and he's the best at everything, and, you know, and he's great, and blah, 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 and it's just like, okay, so, where do we go from here, you know, it's kind of like, when you make someone the best at it's then very difficult to kind of believe difficulties, you know what I mean, so there's that, and I think he, when a lot of the characters are described, you know, they're like really attractive, like Mia, oh, one of the best, most attractive girls ever, Helen, one of the most stunning girls ever, John, oh, just a handsome guy, you know, but, like, Simon, yeah, Simon's a bit of a slob, he's overweight, he's blah, 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 so, you know, we, we kind of get this on the characters, now, Nick, Nick isn't, like, the most handsome, he's not described as, oh, he's the most handsomest guy, but he's not described as terrible, 
So he's an average, so you kind of feel, um, he must be kind of average or something like that. But you're kind of like, okay, so why do the girls like him? Like, we don't really get that. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a thing. It's just suddenly these incredible girls like him and none of his other friends who, you know, you think, oh, maybe they would like, no, 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 he's straight up Nick. And it's just like, okay, why? Because you know, this is the thing. Like, he's a bit of an asshole, Really? Like, you, you, we, well, it's, it's kind of weird, let me just say that, it's kind of weird, because oftentimes we have him, like, being rude to, like, his mum or some of his friends and, and, and stuff like that, but then it's just like, oh, but, you know, Nick will do anything for his friends and blah, 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 and it's just like, well, he doesn't trust them with that information, he doesn't trust them with that information, he won't tell them that, he won't do, and it's just like, right, so what's the deal, like, yeah, you're really, what are the redeeming qualities of this motherfucker, right, I don't know, I, like, I'm not sure, you're not selling me on it, Anyway, so we, we we have this, um, and as I said, look, it starts kind of predictable, uh, but then, as I said, look, we get these new people, you know, introduced throughout the book, and it's, yeah, they're all, oh, they're super attractive, or, you know, all of this, and then you've also got, like, oh, everyone at, you know, Cambridge is just really posh and really... Uh, really shitty and snobby and blah, 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 and it's just a bit like, ah, it's kind of just cliche, I mean, it's kind of cliche, because also, Nick ain't, like, he's not slumming it, so this is the crazy thing, like, he's not slumming it, he went to a private school, you know, like, he's not, we don't ever get the sense that he's struggling, like, he calls his mum mother. I, I, you know, so it's a bit like, okay, but what is he? You know, like, we get, oh, these people are this, these people are that. But it's just like, but what the fuck is he then? Really? Because when you look at it, like, his friend Ethan and his friend Mia are definitely hard up. He ain't, though. Okay, so there's that, but then, like the all these new events happen in the book, where look as I mentioned, and I've mentioned it a few times, it you're kind of scratching your head to how do we get a sequel, and the events that kind of come up. The reasoning for this book is, to, again, it's just a little cliched. 
it's a little cliched. It's that sequel to the film that where the you know the first film is great and then we get this and you're just like Oh why did they do that? And like why did they it's kinda of like Bad Boys 2. Like Bad Boys was just great, a load of fun. Bad Boy 2, you're just like <sighs> God damn it, this is Ugh, this is just a mess. And that, that's what this felt like. It was just this cliched mess. Like all of these things that then just suddenly, oh, so that's happening again. And oh, that's happening again. And oh, so he's met this new girl. And oh, like me, she's super attractive. And straight away, she likes Nick. Oh, surprise, surprise. And that's the weird thing. It's just like, yeah, we have that. But mm, there's a thing, but I'm not going to say it. But, uh, and so it's just like, really? Huh? Why? <sighs> Fine. Then, like with all of this, we get two new elements like thrown up into the book. A new time-travelling thing. And this one... Oh, like, every time you saw this thing, you are just like... Okay. So there's two options. Two options. Neither are great. Okay? So at first I'm like... It's either thingy... Or... It's Nick... From another reality. And Nick's a girl. And so when they didn't do that. I'm like oh no. So they did the other. And they did do the other thing. And you're just like. Oh really? Really? And then you just get this. Terrible moment in the book. Where. He's trying to equate. Two situations that are not the same. Like, not the same, because Nick's dad killed himself when Nick was 12. And he's just, like, equating that to someone that just didn't know their dad at all. And you're just like, that's, it's not the same situation. <laughs> it's like, it's not the same. You're like, don't, why are you trying to say it's exactly the same? Because it's not. You know what I mean? There's two different things going on there. Now... Look, I'm not going to say, like, both people aren't going to be going through emotions. Both people aren't going to be hurt and upset and all of this. But it is coming from two different places. So, yeah, when it's kind of getting equated to being the same, it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's just crazy. Then we get this other character thrown in with connections to the first book. And it's just, oh, no, why did you do that? Because that is just, oh, it, it, it's like, um, you know, in, in Force Awakens, it's just like, I know, a Bigger Death Star. 
and, and essentially that's what we get here a bigger Death Star and it's just oh really really that's how you're going to play it and the weird thing is like so it goes on and now suddenly this person knows about certain things and you're just like wait how would they know about those things <laughs> you know what I mean? like it, it's just kind of like what makes no sense makes no sense you know and and there's these weird conclusions that are suddenly drawn from not a lot of evidence and you're just like wait there would be other things that could have um you know, could have been the answer to that but no they straight away go to that point and you're like man i don't even know like no i don't believe because that's so far-fetched so for them to go from you mean a to k it's like no they would think a to b first there's a whole load of steps that they would have gone to before they made that connection. So there was that, and it's just like, oh, that's terrible, man. That's straight up terrible. And the end. Oh, God damn it. The end was so bad. The end was so bad. And there were just so many just terrible things that happened at the end. Just terrible things to get the characters to this one point. And then to clear the path. To clear the path to let certain things happen. They did this one thing that was just... So cliched. So it was bad enough that this person came and had a talk with Nick. That was bad enough. But then to then kind of go, look, this is what they talked about in that conversation. But they're having it with that person. You're just like, oh, no. Can you be more blatant? Can you be more cliche? Can you be more obvious? What are you doing? And then to do it with the... Uh, and it was just like that. No. No. You know what I mean? Like you could, you could maybe go with one. But to, to do it with the two of them? Ugh. It's just bad was just goddamn bad, so, yeah, I'm out, <laughs> I am not going with book three, yeah, not going with book three, because I hated this so much, it was just, just bad, I mean, just straight up bad, so yeah, look, if anyone is interested, the last book is Dispel Illusion. 
and I'm kind of dispelled belief, (laughs) you know what I mean, so yeah, I'm not going for that at all, which, you know, is a shame, is a shame, but, do you mean, I have no interest in that shit, but I am interested in his uh, new book, The Girl and the Stars, now that has me intrigued That has me interested And I kind of feel that there could be Some correlation with maybe the Book of Ancestors Or uh, maybe the Broken Empire stuff I feel it's, there's a connection with one of the other series So yeah, the, the modern day stuff Modern day stuff just isn't working, isn't working for me at all, uh, but yeah, when, when Lawrence goes back to his, uh, you know, work more similar to his earlier stuff, then I will, uh, check it out, you know, but obviously, I'm not writing the dude off, <laughs> you know what I mean, It's just like, look, you don't always like everything that an author puts out But, um, yeah, it's just a shame It's just a shame But yes, that is it um, on that, you know But listen, if you do Really enjoy One Word Kill If you do really enjoy Limited Wish Yeah Go go cop that next book And I think, look I didn't love One Word Kill But if you did I don't think you're going to have the same issues With Limited Wish that I did So, yeah I think, look You know I'm a cranky motherfucker so uh yeah it is what it is people but um yes look i kind of feel if you like those um oh my gosh it's uh oh I'm trying to think of um queen mary uh not queen mary it's um Ugh, like uh, at a school time travel um, Jodie Taylor If you like the Jodie Taylor books um, The Chronicles of St Mary's That's the um, series If you like those you know, And you liked, as I said, One Word Kill I, I, I think you would really enjoy You know Limited wish I think yeah I think those um, Sint, You know Those chronicle books They are definitely um, Of That vein in Of writing I feel So yeah I think that's a uh, That's a signpost I can give you people But yes If you enjoy it You can find it anywhere Audible Amazon Kindle All of that you know, your local bookstore. So go check it. All right. Cool, cool. All 
Okay, so yeah, shorter episode this week. But before we go, a little TV news. Um, so last year it was reported that Dan Binoff and DB Wise had signed a huge two million um, dollar deal with Netflix to produce, you know, shows and films and other content. So it's just come out one of the first of those shows is going to be called The Chair. It's starring Sandra U and Jay Duplass, um, and it follows uh, the chair of the English department at a major university. Um, it was created by Amanda Peet, who's going to be the showrunner and executive producer. Along with um, Bionoff and Wise So, uh, yeah, I don't know Could be interesting No word on when that will um, come out though Uh, Other news um, Netflix have renewed their uh, TV series Atypical um, For a fourth and uh, final um, Yeah, final, I think, fifth season um, Or no, there's a third that's just come out No, the fourth is the final season uh, And it's going to be ten more episodes So, uh, yeah, I think it's reported that it should drop Early next year, so early 2021 um, yeah, never watched it. I I, mean, I checked it out, but it just I found it irritating. Uh, also, because I just thought that the whole depiction of um, autism very packed. You know what I mean? Very generalistic, and just not everyone acts like that. But hey, a load of people like it, so I'm sure that news is going to be. Um, Good for people Um, And we're going to end with this So Netflix are rolling out Another new feature So it seems That um, They're going to be adding Top 10 Most popular um, Lists For uh, all of their categories Right So um, Yeah I think uh, these are and these are going to be updated every single day. So uh, I don't know. We'll see if that helps. Like I do like the latest feature, which shows you, you know, I mean, the new stuff that's coming. So um, yeah, I think it will. Um, uh, like the rows of each of the kind of categories and stuff will um, vary depending on how relevant the shows and films are to the individual. Um, so then, uh, content that ranks in the top ten will also be given a badge, so it's differentiated from other shows and films on the service. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That could be 
I, that could be helpful. It could work. It'll be interesting. You know, because I think it will just show what's popular. So if you're kind of wondering what to check out, that could be a thing. But yeah, we're done, people. Um, we'll see you next week. Peace.